Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. This is episode 129. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Caitlin. Hello. And we on that or early morning podcast. Just the way you like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's coffee. <laughs> yeah, I have cold coffee. <sighs> Mine's getting cold. It's getting cold. The planet's yeah. getting cold, but not well, overall. No. Where? <laughs> <laughs> No, where we live right now, it's getting cold because it's November. And it's like other people hear me say it's cold. They're like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's like 51 degrees. They're like, yeah, about that. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not the one. I want it to snow here. Other people might not, but I want it to snow where I live. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to see the snowfall in the ocean. Oh, it'd be so sick. In California. Can you imagine? <sighs> All right. You just want whales with snow. That's what you really want. Yeah, I'll take icebergs with snow, though. <laughs> Wait, Peng- penguins I'll take with snow? With, I mean, whales with icebergs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, dude. Pretty soon. Pretty Another soon. couple months. Uh, so before we get started, I just want to do our normal thank you announcements. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for following along with us over the course of the last couple of years. We really appreciate your support, whether that's through Patreon, making a donation to us uh, by going on trips or just by listening to the podcast, sharing it with others, rating or reviewing it wherever you listen to it. All of that really helps support the show. So thank you very much for that. And then if you want to keep up with what we're seeing and what we're doing, we post updates on our social media, but also on our website. All of our social media handles, including YouTube, are at Whale Nerds, and then our website is thewhalenerds.com. So you can follow along with our blog. You can see what trips are coming up, uh, check out our merch, and then on our YouTube channel, we have video versions of all of our episodes. So if you want to watch them there from episode 100 onwards, available in video format, um, and sometimes we put other things up there too. So thanks. Thank you so much. Okay. So I went out of town, but we had some pretty cool stuff happen before I went out of town. Yes. We had a lot of cool stuff happen in like a short amount of time. <laughs> like it was Paul like, back, it was like, yeah, it was just like, we've. it's so funny. That's how it's been. It's been like a really good, like three or four, three days or four days or something. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a little bit of weather and then another, you know, good three days and some more weather um but yeah so i don't even know i don't even remember any of the sightings oh dude you don't remember the killer whales oh okay so how did that day start though oh i remember i was just leaving the harbor and someone called out we got killer whales and it was not even like what like a mile and a half in front of the harbor right yeah was that the day that was the day yeah yep yeah so they're right in front of the harbor um what happened though? Um, when we first watched them, there was humpbacks around and they did hunt a sea lion. They kind of like picked off a sea lion out of one of those big rafts and then they like ate on the run. And then they weren't being that interesting. So we left and oh, let yeah. all the other boats come. And we went and watched Lefty and Inverse and a couple other whales on the north side of the bay feeding. And then by the time we came back, that's when all the craziness was happening. Okay, so I didn't leave, and it was right. super calm, too. Yeah. 
it was yeah. like flat calm kind of yeah. like a weird was there wasn't a fire that it was day, like right? hazy the east wind backed off and it got really hazy but it was glassy so the yeah. light was like really filtered it was really pretty yeah and so okay so yeah caitlin left and i they basically they kind of played around they started chasing birds and they did this for hours by the way like really like they did it for hours yeah. and so yeah they started chasing birds and we stayed um and actually like the first bird i saw them pick off and this is like right as you guys were pulling up like the first bird i got really good like like because they chase them sometimes they chase one towards your boat yeah. and so i finally had like a really pretty good close encounter with it with uh oh no with the youngest one the, the baby mm-hmm. was chasing a bird and it chased a fulmar a northern fulmar and then I got it um uh, like the the fulmar at this point like just has its wings flopped out like it mm-hmm. definitely can't fly anymore mm-hmm. it's been like kicked and pulled down like you know 10 times and so yeah it has its wings spread out the surface and I'm like just focused and filming that fulmar and sure enough boom spy hop and so I actually missed the first one. It did it like it did a perfect. I mean, like literally a perfect shot. And I I like kind of like missed it. And then I was like, I'm going to take a photo. I'm not going to worry about video. I'm just going to get because that's like a shot. I've always wanted to get is uh, anything. Mm-hmm. Any killer whale spy hopping with something is mouth's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so it does a nice like not really crazy high one, but uh, nice enough to like have the eye out of the water and have the full mar like draped out of the mouth with its head down. Um, so I got a really cool shot of that. Um, then I flipped it back to video and then it did this like breachy, uh, it like where it picked it up and just, like kind of, you know, shook it to the left, like, like yeah. a little side breach action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also got a spy hop with it in its mouth, the full mar. Uh, yeah. Then you guys came and you guys had a crazy little bird encounter too with the auklet. Yeah, so they were first chasing those fulmars around for a while. And I guess the fulmars right now are molting their primary flight feathers. So that's why they can't fly away. Um, Some of them are not. They're kind of like they need some wind to get off the water right now because they don't have all their feathers. Um, And then they started chasing auklets again like like they have earlier this season. And um, they did bring it over to us again, which is like it's like so morbid it's like here look what I did here's this dead bird it's like a cat and you're like dude that's gross Uh, it was cool because um Steve and I were just like across from you guys I don't remember how far away but like maybe a couple hundred yards away from your boat and yeah we see we could see all of you guys leaning over and the bird and then I like zoom in I could see the bird floating next to the hole in your boat yeah and like at the water line you know and then it's just like the the killer whale is kind of like circling and then i could tell mm-hmm. it like went under went on the back out the back side of your bow and then came yeah. back yeah and it's just like it's like just checking out that bird but it's so weird I, I i really wonder if it's like is this this thing gonna take it or like i don't think it was necessarily i don't really think it was like giving it to the boats i think it just happened to be there's boats around and they're hacky sacking it all over but it could be. I mean, it has been documented, right, in other places. So yeah, I don't know. It's if not they like were there's le- a human in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if they were like leaving it for us or what. Because a couple of times they like left it and like went way far yeah. away and then came back and got it. And I was like, huh. Okay. So that original fulmar they killed by my boat, it they left. They ended up leaving it and it went past mine right into another person. It drifted past mine to another boat. Went right by them and they never came and picked it up. But they just went for a new bird. Yeah, um, which ended up being that bird actually. Yeah, the awkwards. Yeah, the awkwards. They kind of like left with different boats and then came back and got them. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
And then they were like making the craziest noises at the surface. That was probably the coolest part of it all was hearing them all vocalize at the surface. I've definitely heard killer whales vocalize before like that or like, okay, so here's the thing. It's like a vocalization, but I heard, I heard one. Okay. And this is a shot that I missed because I was recording. Every time I hit record, I was stopping it like a dummy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And so, yeah, in an off one, the killer whale had his mouth just opened in the water on the fulmar and it was going, but it wasn't. So there was two different things going on. There was sometimes they were vocal, like, I don't know, sending this vocalization out of their mouth. And then there's another time where they were, had their blowholes pinched and they were just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They were like blowing raspberries. Yeah. Like, like, And then they were like making the squeaking. Yeah. The little one was squeaking and squealing a lot, but the one of the older females might have been Aurora. She was just like, she blew a raspberry for like 45 seconds. Yes, very long. (laughs) And it was so loud. Like I've seen videos from almost every boat during that encounter and we're all different distances and angles away and everyone's sound is so clear. I know it's, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. It's like, for some reason, the phone picked it up so well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even near this killer whale. I mean, I'm like 400, yeah. 500 feet away filming it going towards another boat. Stop. St- it's literally stopped 10 feet from another boat staring at it, just making that uh, noise. And it's like, what the? Yeah. But my, my video DSLR made it sound like it was. My phone picked it up really well. Yeah. Made it sound like it was seriously right next to me. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, some of it, I think, is because of how calm it was. Yeah, true. But not, I mean, I don't even think everyone had their boats off and you could still hear it really clearly. I mean, everybody's sitting in idle, but like the engine's still running, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was really, really, really trippy. Yeah. You know, I want to say something though, because the video I posted, so basically, you guys left me and you went to meet up with other killer whales because they, they at this point they had all spread out right and they're all oh, right kicking yeah when their they were playing with the birds yeah there was like three different groups and there's only five whales but they like made their own little yeah so you guys leave and then Steve and I are with the one that had the aqua by your boat and so it I it pops up in front of me so I stopped the boat because I was kind of like following you guys mm-hmm. I stopped the boat. And it turns, comes head on with me, goes right on. I, I run up to the front of my boat and I look, goes right under my bow. And then I, and then it pops up on like my starboard side. I don't know, 40 feet away or something. And then I look and I'm like, oh, there's a bird right here. That's why it's going back mm-hmm. for the bird. It like must've dropped it or something. Goes back for the bird and then does a big, and then I saw, so I'm just at this point, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to film the bird. And I have my, I'm using my cell phone. So I'm filming the bird and then it, uh, sure enough, it does a big, like a little circle goes head on with the bird and it's like going making a weird noise then it goes like it's gonna grab it ducks under it um and then does another circle comes back and then it comes back and kicks it like it does this big like it slams its fluke onto the bird it goes underwater and then it floats up next to my boat i didn't know this until the the whale charges my boat and goes under and so when i filmed it going under my boat that's when I was like, oh, the bird's right here, like literally touching my boat. And then I stopped my video, took a picture of the auklet because I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I'm like, I, I like I'm, my boat's completely off, too, by the way. I shut it off. Uh, I shut my boat off and then I stood on the right corner of the like starboard, um, like the stern of the boat in the back. 
in my automatic builds. Like I, I like, because I like rocked the boat, it turned it on. So it like totally ruins my video. Cause like you could hear the automatic build, like the bilge pumping water out of my boat. Yeah. And then, so the killer whale literally like wraps around my boat really quickly in this video and then grabs the bird within like inches of my boat, like within a foot of my boat, it grabs a bird and then just, but he like very fast paced completely comes to like a stop in front of the bird grabs it and then goes back down well and it like sucks it into its mouth yeah like it sucks it in the like side of its mouth it. yeah like, yeah just like opens it's... its mouth enough to create some suction and pull it away yeah and so i posted this video and it's a really epic video and it's funny because people are like dude that killer whale was like drifting around your boat it's like <laughs> and then it comes to a like stop Tokyo drift. <laughs> yeah and so these people are commenting on my video they're like man can't believe this guy shoots him with BB guns. <laughs> and it's like, I'm getting the most insane comments. Like, it's really bad to feed apex predators. Can't <laughs> believe you would shoot and um, like trap these killer whales or like just some crazy stuff. Wow. So like, they like manufactured this whole story. Like, you killed this. Oh, bird so to many bait people. The killer whales. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, the thing is, is my whistle wasn't working anymore. They stopped coming over. <laughs> and I was just like, at this point, like, I, I, I kind of just stopped replying to them because it's like, yeah it's hard to not be almost rude when you're commenting yeah. back to people yeah because and uh, yeah people get pretty defensive so it's like i can't unfortunately sometimes i can't comment back but man yeah people will be saying some crazy stuff about me <laughs> shooting these birds <laughs> feeding them and trying and they're like can't believe you do this for a picture and i was like dude I was like, I would have put it further away from my boat if I wanted to get a yeah, photo or video of it. Camera could have got it. Yeah, not inches from my boat where I have to use my cell phone. Like, so yeah, oh it's pretty. Gosh. I just think it's pretty funny. People <laughs> on your social media are wild. Like, yeah, it's just, just Facebook. Wild. Yeah. So. So just for clarification, Slater did not kill the aquat to get the yeah, or out. the five or fifteen that they killed in that hour <laughs> that they were just drunk. That Which, little. That little whale in their family, like, loves birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you could see, like, as soon as another family member had a bird, it was, like, flying over there to get to him and be like, I want your bird. Well, so every, um, so then I was kind of the last to see them, and, and I was following them out to sea with, and, wait. What, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so I was following them out to sea, and then they were leaving. And next thing you know, one lets has a bird, excuse me, has a bird in his mouth for so long. Like it had already been traveling for like a, two miles. Mm-hmm. It was still carrying a bird around. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, when I did a episode while you were in Tonga and they were doing that, I was like, it's like they carry it around like it's a dolly. Yeah. And then they're like, when they're done with it, they just drop it and keep going. Like it's and that's another thing is they're not eating them either. No, like, they're just killing them and like carrying them around. I mean, have they ever eaten one? Maybe I don't know, but like, I would say like ninety nine percent chance they're not really eating them. They're just killing them. Yeah, like cats. I mean, I've I've never seen. I've always seen the bird float back up when they're done. I've never seen them take it and it disappear. I'll tell you what though, all these uh, every time you post a predation, it takes a killer whale fan and turns them into like a not killer whale fan. It's like. <laughs> Cause you know how people are like like crazy like, killer oh, whale obsessed. So cute and cuddly, and you're like, yeah, they just murdered a bird for fun. Yeah, and then and then you post a bird, they're like, oh, I hate killer whales. I used to love them, but now that they eat food <laughs> or like you know or do whatever, it's like now I'm not your friend. Oh jeez. So if you want to make killer whale people not like killer whales, just show them that they eat. <laughs> they're not. They don't just show drink water. 
Oh man. But yeah, yeah, other than that, we had good humpbacks. Um, dolphin action was a little slower, but still had rissos and bottlenose outside the harbor. Um, the bottlenose outside the harbor one of the days were being super fun. They bow rode the boat for a long time and they were like jumping out of the backs of swells and stuff, which was really cool. The bottlenose don't play with me. <laughs> no, actually <laughs> they're like the same size as your boat. They're no, like they're not I, big enough. I had I had uh I had them come over, I don't know, I don't remember, maybe it's two weeks ago now by now, but I had them come over in the morning, bow ride for like a hot second. But yeah. then they go in towards the beach and then it's like, yeah, I could either keep following them way in to the shallow or I could like start heading out for whales. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a tough thing with the bottlenose. They could yeah. be a good distraction. Yeah. If it's calm out and you know, you have lots of time, then it's cool. But, or if it's at the end of your trip, then it's yeah. perfect. But yeah, that's the most playful I've ever seen those coastal bottlenose. They were like launching out of the swell, like you see in those surf videos, which was pretty cool. I think they love Kate's boat because Really, Kate, Kate and Doug and them and some other photographers on her boat really have some cool shots. Like, she has photos, I think, with salmon in their mouth. Yeah, I have photos of salmon in their mouth this year, too. Oh, yeah. Flipper flapper. Yeah, it's nice, like, um, when they're feeding on a bigger fish, they do kind of, like, beat it up at the surface a little bit. So it gives you a chance to, like, shoot it. Um, and then, of course, Kate just loves those coastal bottlenose. So she'll take yeah. the time to, like, sit there and get a good shot of them. But yep it's uh, easier to see them from her boat too because like even if they're weighing on the shore because you're upstairs you have a better vantage point to spot them before you get in yeah so we are kind of getting into this time of year where it's like okay so here's the thing is i i keep thinking like oh the season's gonna be ending soon but it's like last year i had whales my claim to fame is i had whales lunch feeding on thanksgiving night yeah so yeah. it's like and there was humpbacks into December last year and into mm -hmm. January we had humpbacks. Mm -hmm. So it's like it might be ending or it might be um, thinning out. But it's also like the other two days ago we had 15, like up to maybe 15 whales. Yeah. You know, to the north. So I don't know. It sounded pretty thin yesterday, but I'm hoping I don't know. It only takes one whale to have a good trip. So, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. And. This time of year, like if you're whale watching on the West Coast, um, the whales are definitely spread out because they're starting to migrate. So down at, even in Southern California, they're having um, pretty good and consistent sightings like all down the coast. I'm seeing lots of humpback reports from like Morro Bay, Avila Beach, off of Dana Point, Newport, L.A., Santa Barbara. And then pretty soon I'm expecting to see reports off San Diego. I haven't really seen anything yet, but pretty soon. So they're starting to move, which is cool. And I expect to start seeing gray whales soon. More my, people saying they're seeing gray whales, at least. Maybe not uh, us out of moss, but. My buddy Devo posted a video. I actually don't even know. It looked like he was behind Catalina. But I was looking at the whale's flukes. And it's so weird. I, I screenshotted a cell phone video. Mm -hmm. And it said Alaska and, and like Maui. But I, I just don't think it matched it really correctly. I mean, it could have been, but. And then the other whale he saw had only been seen like somewhere else too. That one matched pretty well because it had like some good easy marks. Mm -hmm. But man, I don't know. It really looks like the whale. It could have been an Alaskan Hawaii whale out behind that Channel Islands. Yeah. I mean, I like I've been kind of lurking on Happy Whale too with some of the whales we've been seeing. And like there's definitely whales that are coming up and down the coast that break the mold for the typical like migration pattern or whatever. And 
this is the time of year, this time of year in the spring, I think is when you're going to see those animals off the California coast. And like, I don't know, I, it'll be interesting to see what all of our matches come back as over the next couple of weeks. Cause we definitely have, have bells around that have done some funny things. Yeah. And then, I mean, neither of us saw it, saw it, but we'll talk about it more in another episode. But just a teaser, there was a newborn humpback calf in Monterey Bay. But I <laughs> called on the radio and said, or no, no, I commented and I said, I hope someone got the fluke idea of the mom. And yes. they did. Kate's seen yeah. that whale before. Uh, it's so funny. The, the One of the owners of Newport Landing, he must have an account for some reason down there. It says Thor Brisbane. Thor saw this whale and I'm like, what? Oh, maybe he's just the account <laughs> so, manager for their but, happy whale. So yeah, maybe he just has the account, but it's what's it called? It's been seen off of LA and it came up yeah. here. So there's not a lot of sighting history for the mom. There's yeah. big gaps in her sighting history. I so. think it's uh CRC, if I remember it's it's CRC one five five eight. One five five eight. Yeah, it's CRC one five five eight. It's been seen off of Cabo. Los Angeles, and then up. I guess it's been seen here eight times, but I bet a lot of them were just from the other day. So, yeah, we'll probably do another episode talking about like all the the weird things we're seeing with the humpbacks right now, but just kind of a preview because we have been seeing that kind of stuff. And where'd you leave town to? I went out of town and I went to New York last week, and I was there for the Safina Center annual gala, their fundraising event, and their like thank you event to all the people that support the Safina Center. And since they sponsored Whale Nerds and another one of my projects this year, I went because I'm a junior fellow at the center. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was pretty fun. Got to meet some of the other fellows. They are super cool people doing super cool things. And um, it was really nice to meet them all and to kind of interact with all the people at the Spina Center. But I also went whale watching, which was really fun. I got to meet up with um, my friend Erica, who wrote the book on plastics. We've had her on the podcast a couple times. And we went whale watching out of Brooklyn with American Princess Cruises, who's partnered with Gotham Whale. And... Um, we went out on their afternoon whale watch. We got to see one humpback whale, which was fun. And uh, this time of year, it is the um, the seasonal management area is in effect for right whales, even off the coast of New York, pretty much all down the eastern seaboard. So we could only go 10 knots for most of the trip because um, that's the right whale slow zone. And for this trip, we went off the coast of Long Island. So we kind of like went north east uh, after we left the harbor how often do they see the right whales in new york i don't think they see them very often um they have been seen there but it's they do a lot of acoustic detection and also just like seasonal uh patterns of migration so they know the whales are starting to migrate south because they have um either aerial observations or acoustic detection so then the management zone goes into place after that because they go to Canada, right? Oh yeah, wait, no. So they, it's, well, they wait. breed off of Florida and Georgia, and I then they go New York South all the way out. Okay, real quick, you guys. Just so you know, <laughs> New York should be above Boston. They messed up when they put it on the map. <laughs> uh. 
I don't know why, but the geography got all messed up over it's there. It's so funny how many people from the West Coast don't realize that New York is south of Massachusetts. Because New York just seems like it should be at the corner of the U.S. flying out towards Europe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I, it really doesn't. Plus, it's like a five. I don't know. It just seems like it's the first. I don't know. It's messed up, man. Someone Maine, messed us up. Maine is at the top. I know. Someone messed us up good. <laughs> I'll bet you if you went to like, you know, those people like interview people at the beach and ask them questions like that are like a fifth grader should know kind of thing. Yeah. It's like if you ask people where New York is, I bet so many people would say like, oh, yeah, it's, like, you know, at the very tip, like the opposite. <laughs> I mean, one corner of New York touches Canada, but like that's on the other side away from yeah, the Yeah, it's ocean. like inland though. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, uh, anyways. So we went uh, up off the coast of Long Island. So it was pretty cool to like see the New York City skyline in the background at some points when we were watching the whale. And um, it's a, you really get a feel for how industrialized the ocean is there because like we're watching the whale in the middle of these anchored container ships. Some of them are empty. Some of them still have containers on them waiting to be offloaded. There's also like, a shoreline construction projects so there's a bunch of dredges out there and then you can see the other ships coming into the ports coming and going and you're like dang this is like this is a human ocean now and then like here's this poor whale like around in between them all that's um yeah oh, go ahead that's kind of how it's getting to be in uh like off la too yeah it's I was like gonna actually after since covid it's like there was just so many containers parked out there. Not not yeah. necessarily like humpbacks are out swimming. It's not like they have so many humpbacks, but uh, you know, I have videos of common. Not that common dolphin are really going to be taken out by a ship, but they have. You know, there's still dolphins and stuff going by all these ships. But yeah, yeah there's just tons of them parked out there now. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I mean, it'd be like watching whales off of near oil rigs, I guess. Too. I mean, I've only been through that area one time on a survey, but. Yeah, it's kind of wild to see that. Yeah. Um, there was also some people out fishing. I think they were trying to get the stripers as they're coming down the coast. This is kind of the time of year that that happens over there. But also um, there was these small tunas feeding on um, the menhaden, which is like the, the bait fish. That's what the whales eat too. And um, I looked at my photos and I think that they were little toony which is like a false albacore is what they also call them on the East coast. And they kind of look like, um, Oh yeah. They, they kind of look like a Spanish mackerel, but not really. No, I don't know. They kind of like, look like a bonita. Yeah. They except the they have like that. The bonita. They have like that mackerel style of stripes though. Yeah. I don't know. They're funky, but they're cool. It was cool to see them feeding at the surface. So I do one. <laughs> <laughs> and um unfortunately we didn't really get a good fluke id on the whale we got dorsal fin oh. photos and like the corner of the fluke and i did put it in happy whale but i'm not very hopeful that it'll get a match because it's not very much of the fluke but the naturalist said um uh, looking at my photos they were like well it doesn't look like a whale that we recognize but we've they've also added like 40 plus whales to their catalog this year so uh. um they're showing back up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, I'll add it to our database. There's enough of that on that corner that we should be able to make a match later. But she's like, I don't think it's one of our local whales, which I mean, that makes sense. It's November might just be a whale passing by on the way to somewhere else. Yeah. 
So, so then I was like, okay, well, we have a bunch of topics that we've racked up in the last year about whales in New York, because guess what? There are whales there. So, uh, so let's get into it. So first of all, let's define where we are, the New York bite. So as you come down the coast from Massachusetts, <laughs> south, up the coast, down okay. the coast, <laughs> um, the coast kind of like bends in towards the west and then straightens out again going south. And so where it bends in, that's um, Connecticut and New York and New Jersey. It's kind of this triangle shaped wedge on the coast and the continental shelf also kind of bends in there and it looks like someone took a bite out of the continental shelf so it's called the new york bite and um so in that region is like where connecticut and new york meet and then long island and then the north part of the jersey coast you could actually say all of the new jersey coast is encompassed because it goes all the way to cape may new jersey and some of the boundary definitions um but it's roughly triangular in formation. It includes um, Cape May Inlet in New Jersey to Montauk Point on the eastern tip of Long Island. And it has direct contact with the Gulf Stream along the coast of North America. So the coastal climate is actually quite temperate there. So even though you think New York is cold and snowy, there is this influence of the warm water and warm air from the Gulf Stream right there on the shore. Oh, they got the big tunas. Yeah, they get big tuna there. Yeah. You know, when I look at this map, this like chart here, mm -hmm. and I see that big drop off, I'm just like, man, there's got to be some cool stuff out there. Yeah. So American Princess Cruises does run offshore trips out there to Hudson Canyon, which is that little thing in the middle. Okay. Of the map. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the Hudson River pours out into the open ocean. Start of Monterey. <laughs> yeah. Or like one of the fingers. Yeah. So they do run some overnight trips out there um, for whale watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for birds. No. Yeah. When? Um, in usually summer? in the late summer. Yeah. Oh wow. Let's do it, dude. Let's go. Yeah, I'm down. Um, wow. so the New York bite, in addition to being an interesting place for wildlife, is also a very industrial industrialized stretch of the ocean. So this map that I can put in the Facebook comments, those blue triangular zones that you see. Uh-huh. Those are um, potential wind farm locations in between those blue zones. Those things that look like lanes, those are the shipping lanes approaching New Jersey and New York. So like this whole area in front of New York and New Jersey is heavily used already. And now they want to put wind energy there too. What does that look like? Uh, I think there's a couple different models, but it could be like wind turbines in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're like oil rigs, but yeah. So it just looks like, you know, wherever that place is in Palm Springs. Yeah, that's um, that's a proposed thing. They're that not would look so installed. dumb. I, I know. God. But when you think about like so many people live right there, like how are you going to provide energy for them? Also, you're just ruining something that's beautiful, the ocean. Mm -hmm. Like, God, mm -hmm. we do some dumb stuff, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's just put a bunch of fans in the ocean. That will look cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. They already have this? I think this is a proposed area. I don't think they've actually installed anything yet. Wait, th this is – do they have it in other o oceans, though? It's being tested in other places, yeah. 
wow, this is about as dumb as I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> there are other ones that are like um more like the water pushes a wheel type of thing, um, which are w- more wave energy. And then they have some new models that are going to be more like a wind oscillation thing instead of a fan. But yeah, I, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Albatross offshore wind farm, North Sea, Germany. It looks like there's one every hundred yards for miles. Yeah. yeah. What in the? Yeah. And that's being, and that's being investigated in a lot of places, including here on the U S West coast too. Yeah, I just I, when I started typing in, it said California was coming up for some reason. Yeah, Oregon's been looking at it as well. So, so. they probably put it offshore, though, right? Like where it's always windy. Yeah, but then I mean, what, they have to here, run cables like, all the way have, back to land. Exactly. So you got to kind of meet the harmony of like how long can you run the cable for versus how far off the coast do you want this device? Oh, because right. also when you get further offshore, it gets really deep, and it's just not realistic to install a piece of equipment. You really do need to yeah. install it over the continental shelf. Yeah, it it would have to get denied. They could put a fan on their own houses. <laughs> <laughs> so, because this is a heavy, the New York bite is a heavy interest for offshore wind development. They do have to do some environmental research ahead of time, and so that seems to have sparked some surveys over the last few years trying to figure out what's there and what potential risks are we putting to wildlife on top of everything else that's going on off the New York bite. So the first paper, um, the first paper I researched was distribution and density of six large whale species in the New York bite for monthly surveys from 2017 to 2020. This was published in November of last year in continental shelf research. Um, the species they detected during these aerial surveys were blue whales, fin whales, say whales, humpback whales, sperm whales, and the North Atlantic right whale. And they wow. did survey from shore to 120 nautical miles out so that they got the inshore and offshore habitats. Um, their average abundance estimate of like whales in a certain space was 6.3 whales per thousand kilometers squared. So very spread out much different than like the California coast. And they saw an average of 272 whales per year in the space that they surveyed. So pretty low abundance compared to what we're used to seeing, but still like that's a quite a few whales using that space, right? Wow. Um, humpbacks and fin whales were the most common of all the Um, species they encountered they did record them every year and in all the seasons and it had at least one sighting per month and they used all the habitat space near shore and offshore which makes sense i mean that's pretty typical for both species right um right (laughs) i'm looking i'm reading the next line already (laughs) (laughs) right whales were seen in all seasons except for summer and they mostly occurred on the shelf zone so in the shallower waters which is why the um, seasonal management area is right from when we left the harbor in New York. Um, Sperm whales were seen in all seasons and in all months except for May and November, but they were mostly in offshore waters. And then blue whales were seen in fall and winter in offshore waters and say whales were in the spring on the shelf and slope. Wow. Blue whales were seen in fall and winter. So you're saying like right now we could head out there. 
Yeah. If the weather was nice, the tricky part about out there is when the weather gets ugly, it gets ugly. Dude, they don't, their whales aren't scared, huh? No, I mean, their whales deal with hurricanes all fall. Dude. There's one working its way in towards the. Like, what do you mean Bahamas sperm whales right were seen in all seasons except May and November? Yeah. So out on those shelves, huh? Out off the drop off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, off the drop off. You know what I meant? But yeah. yeah. Dude, that's unfair. <laughs> Says the guy who has sperm whales on the hydrophone most of the year in Monterey. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start figuring out how to locate those things out there. <laughs> So there are a lot more whales there than I think most people know right there in their backyard, including some of the most endangered whales on Earth. Um, so then this other paper I looked at was also an aerial survey paper during the same time period. Um, Finn, humpback, and minke whales foraging events in the New York Bight as observed from aerial surveys, 2017 to 2020. Um, this was published in March of this year in the Journal of Aquatic Mammals. And a lot of the co-authors from the previous paper we just talked about were on this paper as well. Um, but it's interesting that they didn't have minke whales on the other paper, but they do in this one. So I don't really know what happened there. Uh, they did say that this study was, um, motivated and funded by the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. And it was because they're investigating offshore wind. And so they need to know like how the whales are using the space. So they focused on fin whales, humpbacks and minke whales um, and looked at their feeding behaviors in the New York bite. And um, they did also acknowledge that these whales live in already heavily industrialized space and that they're looking to make it more industrial. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all, all three species were foraging um, throughout the survey period, sometimes in mixed species aggregations where they would see them feeding all three, like fin whale, minke whale, and humpback whale in the same feeding group and with common dolphins. Dang. Pretty cool. I'm telling you, so we need to go out there. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of funny because it's like, you know, it's a pretty industrialized area. We might just make some like cement hotels for these. You just make <laughs> hotels for the whales out there. You might as well just start building a, uh, you know, just crazy. So tw <laughs> just to kind of put in perspective how much the whales are using the space, 27% of their fin whale sightings were of whales feeding. 40% of their humpback sightings were of the whales feeding and 18% of their minke whale sightings were. I wonder of the if they saw feeding. them feeding at the surface. Probably since it's an aerial survey, that's going to be my guess, which means that these probably are underestimates of how much these whales are feeding here. But Did they give any coordinates out? <laughs> <laughs> the whale watch network seems to be really small because I think there's only two companies. I could trailer my boat. I mean, there were How people far out in both like they? 120? No, I mean, uh, when we were whale watching, they were like only a few miles. Yeah, and they said that the, the fish schools were detected in summer and fall, um, which makes sense. I mean, that's what we saw too. We saw lots of bait boils of menhaden, which are, I mean, we call them pogies in Massachusetts. They're also called bunker fish. Um, and then we saw the tuna feeding on the bait fish too. So, uh, and that was first week of November. So, um, so then there was, there's a couple other papers. They're all basically saying the same thing. This was like a, more of like a fizz.org, like 
newspaper type article is talking about the same things we talked about in the previous two papers the whales feed on sand lance off new york as well which i didn't know but they they feed a lot on menhaden which are small bait fish and that they have seen those feeding frenzies of fin whales humpback whales minke whales and common dolphins um okay so that means they're feeding on the menhaden what the mm -hmm. fin whales are too yeah yep and that these are um, the whales are often observed in the shipping lanes or in heavy fishing areas, and there's definitely a significant need to develop strategies to protect these animals because they're using a very heavily urbanized space. Um, there was also, I'll include in the Facebook comments, there's also an article about American princess cruises in Gotham Whale from Nat Geo last winter, January 21, um, talking about how um, they went out and saw that they... The author went out and tried to see the whale that was seen off the Statue of Liberty. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, it's a shot I'll take. <laughs> well, I went through there like the week after, right, on the boat and was like looking so hard, but we never saw it. But we did see whales off Jersey as soon as we came out the Hudson River and kept going south. We're off the New Jersey coast and we did see whales off of the New Jersey coast. So that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, it did mention in the article, too, that they think that the fish populations in the area are recovering because of all the um, water cleanup efforts. So the waterways coming out of um, New York were very, very polluted for a long time. But after the Clean Water Act passed in the 70s, and then there's been a lot of local investment in the waterways, um, they are seeing better water quality in that area. And that's actually kind of true up and down the East Coast. There's a couple different places that have stories like that. And they're starting to see the fish populations recover. So they think that's part of why the whales are coming back in, but also because the whale populations are recovering. Um, and also, like, there used to be shore-based whaling out of New York. Like, in the 1600s, when the colonization of the area began by Europeans, um, pretty soon after that shore-based whaling stations were set up and they were hunting uh, humpback whales, fin whales, sperm whales, and right whales all from shore, like doing the rowboat thing like they did in California. Damn. So it definitely was an area that whales used if you could go catch a sperm whale in a rowboat off of New York. Damn. <laughs> I think we were born in the wrong time. Yeah, yeah I mean... We would, might not like appreciate whales though, because it would we'd, we'd grow up with the like you need them kind of thing. Yeah, that's the question, right? Like, would we have been suckered into the mentality that whalers used, or would we still think what we think today? I'd probably hunt him. I'll be yeah. honest. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I probably like I could just like. How do you know? Like, if that's what you think is right at the time. Yeah. I feel like once I saw one moving in the water, though, I'd be like, do we really need to kill this? Yeah, I guess it I guess it depends on like when you see like how you see it. I don't know. The thing is, is all you need to do is look it in the eye and then you're sh you're, sh you're addicted for life. It's just fact. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, for me, being a woman back then, that would have been I would have had to been married to a whaler or like pretended I was a man and stowed away on the boat. Oh, uh not like i could get a job i could not be the captain of a boat back then that is true so dang yeah 
So just to kind of put in perspective, like how crazy, like what a minefield these whales have to swim through on the East Coast is, um, even though there's been, you know, really big successes in whale recovery, there have been over 140 dead humpbacks recorded on the East Coast from Maine to Florida in the years 2016 to 2020. And a th- more than one third of them were off the New York and New Jersey coast. And That's many of crazy. them were deemed ship-, ship strike victims. So even though like we're doing some things well, we're still really falling short on a lot of things. Um, there's also an active UME, unusual mortality event for minke whales on the East coast too. Act- you said active? Yeah. Like there's an actively declared. Uh, it says UME. 2021. Yeah, I think they just haven't updated the uh, website. So, um, and New York and New Jersey have some of the biggest ports on the East Coast, you know? So, like, that's the super highway for boats, and these whales are using this space. So, we've got to figure out, like, what to do. Um, one of the organizations that responds to the strandings is called AMCs, and um, I'll link their website in the notes on Facebook. Um, but they said they respond to 12 to 14 whale strandings a year, which if you do the math, that's more than one a month and some Damn. stretches over the last couple of years, they've had more than one a week. So what the heck? Yeah. Humpbacks or just all whales, all whales, but still, I mean, that's, you're pretty dang busy as a stranding response. If you're doing this at least once a well, month, I, that's kind of weird because it's like, that never really happens here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just because the the water is so much deeper, closer to shore here, so the whales usually sink, or what? Huh. But the ports are very busy over there, too. That's weird. So, I don't know. Yeah, wild. But um, basically, all this is to say, if you live in New York and New Jersey, guess what? You have whales in your backyard. So, go, go see, them. see them. Or I yeah. will. <laughs> We're still going to go see them, even if you don't, but you should too. Um, and also do what you can to protect them and make your local community members aware. I mean, we here in California, where we have whales is like a big thing, I feel like on the coast, we still run into people all the time that say, I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen a whale. You could go take a survey at a Starbucks and I bet you like yeah. 98% of them have never been whale watching. And like. And even just be like, oh, well, Kate, do you ever look at the water during the winter when you're walking on the rec trail? Like they're right there. Yeah. Every so, time I talk to Kate on the phone, she sees one from her house. Yeah. So if it's like, if it's that bad here where we definitely see whales for months at a time from shore, I can't imagine what it's like in New York in New and New York. Jersey. Oh, yeah. Ain't so. no, there's not a whale on anyone's mind over there. Yeah. So what I said during the, <laughs> during the Safina Center um gala thing i gave a a speech and i started my speech with how many of you have seen a whale in the wild before and actually amazingly almost every single person in the room raised their hand and then i said okay my challenge to you that didn't raise your hand is to go see a whale because you can take a boat from brooklyn and go see a whale i just did yesterday and they were like really yeah dang so Um, Another way you could uh, get involved is to help out one of the organizations in the area. If you live in New York or New Jersey, that could be like Gotham Whale or AMCs or any of the other local like coastal um, nonprofits. There's lots of them up and down the the coast right there. So, yeah. Do something in your community. Tell people there's whales in your backyard. And in New York City. 
Yeah. And inside the Hudson River, sometimes in New York City. How awesome. Yeah. So super cool. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Whale Thank of the week you. is Gotham Whale, I think. Yeah, I fo- I've been following them on Instagram for a long time. Yeah. Is that boat's a big boat, huh? Um, yeah, it's like the same size as the Atlantis Monterey. So like oh, okay. um, not quite a hundred feet. Sweet. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Secret Whale of the Week is Gotham. I don't know. Gotham Gotham Humpback. (laughs) Gotham Whale. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.